Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This story was told by Liam Chambers. At the Brixton Ritzy in August 2012. Where the theme was authority. I'm going to start with an apology, which I'm, I'm going to apologise for starting with an apology, but I'm going to start with an apology. I know this is Spark London, it's about true stories that are about yourself. This is a story about me. Um, it's a story about my school days. You've already heard about my wife's school days, so, you know, it's a story about my school days. It's a story about how I got expelled from school. Um, but, and it's, it's one of those stories when, you know when you get in a lot of trouble with a lot of people? I, I was in trouble with the school, I was in trouble with my parents, you know, there were lawyers involved at one point. Um, and you tell so many, well, they were lies. I was going to say so many different stories. You tell so many, so many different lies to so many different people that you forget what the truth actually is. So I'm just going to apologize in advance because some of what I tell you might not be true. It might just be lies that I've told so often they've become true to me. Um, but yeah, so we're going way back here to this is the, the, the dark, dark days of 1999. So this was, uh, I, was, I was in my first year of my A-levels um, at school. It was a Catholic boys' school. Um, I'd been there since I was 11, and I'd been, I'd been a pretty good student. I'd always been deferential to authority. Um, I was a choir boy. Um, and, you know, all, all, the, all, all the singing. I played the cello. You know, I, I, I turned up early at school to do stuff. I stayed late. I was, I, was, I was quite a good kid, but by the time I turned sort of 16, 17, that was wearing a bit thin. Um, so I'd, I'd applied. I'd got into the sixth form, and I was starting to think I might have made a terrible mistake because, well, you know, I was... I was a 16, 17-year-old boy in a school full of boys. Um, <laughs> you know, um, that didn't really work out so well. But, so this was 1999, and I mentioned that as relevant because this was kind of the, the, the fledgling days of the internet. We just kind of, we weren't a broadband at home yet, we were still dial-up, but we were, in, we were past the point where you were paying per minute for dial-up, and you got, you had like your thing where you had your, your, your before FreeServe, FreeServe hadn't quite started yet, but there was a couple of others where you could do as long as you wanted, you just paid a monthly, uh, monthly fee or a yearly fee or whatever it was. So that was all kicking off, um, and it was the days of, of Angel Fire and Tripod. Does anybody remember those? Kind of the self-hosted websites were terrible. Right, we went a step further than that. Um, we made our own version of the school's website. <laughs> um, and I say we, it was me and, and, and two, three of my friends. Um, 
<laughs> when you tell people you got kicked out of school, they expect you know you were fighting. Or when I when I went to my next school, I used to I used to make up stories about what I got kicked out for because it's not cool to say you know I made a website. Um, so yeah, um, and that's part of the reason why I get confused about the facts because you know just more lies on top of lies on top of lies. But um, so we put up our own version of the school's website, and it being Catholic, so this, again, so firstly, this is 1999. The website wasn't very complicated. So we basically just copied it. And you could just go into the code and just change it around a bit. And being, as we were 16, 17-year-old boys, we thought, you know, the usual things were hilarious. So, you know, there were lots of kind of anal rape jokes. It being Catholic boys' school, there was, um, there was, there was an awful lot of blasphemy. Um, the, uh, the, the headmaster of the school, who was actually a headmaster, not a highmaster, um, he, he was a fat dude. He, he was like 30 stone. Um, so we rewrote the Lord's Prayer, which is our father, to be, it was our fatty. <laughs> Hallowed be thy fat, and, and so on and so forth. And that went on for a while. So you know, I, we just started this as a joke. We were just bored, and it was just furious. But it, everybody loved it. It went nuts. Within like a week, I went from being a choir boy nobody to being probably one of the coolest people who'd ever been in the school. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and in hindsight, maybe we got a little bit carried away with it. We started, you know, putting more stuff up on the website. We wrote kind of a fictitious day in the life of, uh, you know, thinly disguised teachers. And, and um, I mean, this is where the lawyers get involved because they tried to sue us for libel after the event. Um, fortunately, fortunately, we were slightly too young by about three months to be, to be responsible for libel. So that worked out well. But, um, and it started getting out of And one of the boys in my year was the son of the deputy headmaster. And he found out about it. Um, and I, I don't to this day know whether he told his dad or whether his dad found it, him looking at it on the home computer or whatever. But one day I was, I was actually out of class at my two friends were in class. And I, I came back, I'd come back from the bathroom or something, and they were gone. There were two people missing. And the teacher said to me, oh, there was a call for you. You have to go to the headmaster's office. And I looked, and Paul wasn't there, and Martin wasn't there. And I thought, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, so, all right, fine. OK, I'll go to the headmaster's office. It's cool. It's cool, nothing's. So I went downstairs. The school was uh, on two sides of a road. So you had to go out of one building, across the road, and into the other building. And it was raining. I remember it was raining because I, uh, well, because I got wet. Um, <laughs> so I crossed over the, the, the road to the main building, went to the headmaster's office, and I walked in, knocked on the door. And the deputy headmaster, whose son was in my year, opened the door. And he was, he was quite a short man um, who liked rugby. And we may have made some fun of that. Um, <laughs> So he's glaring at me, and I walked in, and the headmaster, this fat dude, is sat behind his, sat behind his chair. Um, and there was another, the other, we had two deputy headmasters. The other deputy headmaster was sat on a couch. He was sat on a couch with his leg crossed, his arm on the thing, just looking at me. Um, and he was, he was a Latin teacher, but he was this, he was like in his 30s. He was young for a Catholic school teacher, and he thought he was cool. He was bald. He used to shave his head, and he would, you know. He, but he was just sat there glaring at me. So I walked in, and I walked over and said, you wanted to see me, sir? He said, yes, yeah, stand there. So I stood in front of his desk with the bald guy behind me and this little short man pacing up and down this side, looking quite nervous. And I noticed behind the headmaster, there's a printer, with an inkjet printer was just printing out page after page after page. And I sort of looked at it and I thought, all right. And this whole time, the inner monologue is still going, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and he said, so Liam, do you have anything to tell me? I said, no, sir, I, no. Liam, do you have anything to tell me? I, I, I don't, I, I don't, sir. I don't, I don't know. What, thank you, um, Liam. Now you know that part of my job as the headmaster is to, to 
kind of protect the moral standing of the school. So bearing that in mind, do you have anything to tell me? And at that point, this is the other I looked around and I suddenly realised I was in this tiny office in a crappy school in West London with a fat man and a short idiot walking up and down. And I'd been scared of these people. And I suddenly realised that, you know, they were just teachers. They had nothing over me. They couldn't, and, you know. And so I said to him, I said, oh, wow, it's raining outside, sir. <laughs> uh, and he went ballistic. Um, <laughs> That didn't go down well at all. He, the, he threw pages at me. They dragged the other two. They, they'd, shut, they'd shut them in a cupboard. It was sort of an anti-room. It was basically a cupboard because they got there before me. So when I'd knocked on the door, they'd shoved them into the cupboard so they could question me on my own for some reason. So they dragged those two guys. And they've already told us everything because I've been, you know, when he'd been throwing stuff at me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I did hear about this website. All right, yeah, I did. I don't know who the other people were. Or I just emailed them, anonymous, or the rest of it. It was these guys. We told everything. And, uh, yeah, and then they kicked us out of school. Um, but, yeah, so I went to a better school. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here, and they're probably quite old now. So, you know, I think I won. <laughs> Thank you. Next week sees the beginning of a new Spark London night. Spark Hackney will take place every second Monday of the month at the Hackney Picture House. More details at sparklondon.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.